0: A ton of encouragement and maybe a little inspiration. Today's podcast is Back Off Mom, Dads Up. After last week's podcast on the mental load of parenting falling mostly on moms, some moms wanted to talk about making room for dads to be a full-on partner in this parenting thing. Oh, we have a sweet voice in our room today, (laughs) so everybody just uh, feel empathy for our little guy. So here we are trying to figure out how we are redefining and reimagining the roles of moms and dads in families and in the world. I have three write-their-own-rules moms at the square table today, and I definitely want to hear what they're thinking about what it means to be moms and dads today. I'm here with Rachel Sobel, Alana Lipman, and Kim Kramps, Rachel, you picked this topic long before we scheduled the Mental Load podcast. How are you defining and redefining your role and dad's role in your house? Um, I think that
1: we as women take on everything naturally. I just think that we do. And I think that there are all kinds of different husbands and all kinds of different personalities Um, But I think that since we take on those roles, the husbands kind of take a back seat and let us do our thing. I think we, the way I'm redefining it in my house is I don't, I don't have those traditional roles anymore. I made it very clear to my husband when we talked about having children that it was going to be an all hands on deck situation because even though I work from home and I'm in the house, I'm working just like he's working. So there needs to be an equitable division of responsibility. So while I'm with my baby all day, he knows when he comes home that he is very, very hands-on. And there's, you know, always those tensions and struggles when you're trying to kind of navigate and get it right, but I think we're redefining that whole, I hate to stereotype, but the whole 1950s, I'm not going to bake a pie, leave it on the windowsill and an apron with birds singing while you're like, you know, it's, that's no. not happening in my house. No, no. not happening in my house. <laughs> so I think it's just, we're just very open and honest with each other in terms of our expectations for roles as parents, and we do not do the whole traditional mom is with the baby and does everything, and then dad comes and checks out and watches football.
0: And you had this conversation before getting married? We had
1: this conversation when we were married. I mean, we knew we were pretty much on the same page, but when we talked about introducing another child, God willing... We, I was very clear that I can't I can't do it by myself. I have an older child. I need another set of hands, but not in an obligatory way. I wanted someone who was going to be a true a partner. partner. Yeah. Um, and that's what Jason is. He's a partner in every step of the way. Sometimes I have to, you know, nudge a little bit, but he's so good and so receptive. Um, and I think genuinely, husbands in general, they just think that we don't need the help, that we've got it. And so a lot of times I think some, there are some who genuinely don't step up because they don't think it's necessarily their responsibility. Responsibility, even though it's a horrible stereotype, I think there's some who don't think we need it, so they just kind of let us rule the roost and do what we want to do
0: and say we'll call them in for help but I'm not good for ha- at asking for help I'm not good about it. It's I mean there is the ultimate question and it came up in last week's podcast if you need help just ask for help. Right. And we're like what do you mean help? Right. We, that was where the mental load and emotional load came in which was if you can't anticipate needs in this family then we're going to struggle because I, then I'm going to carry the load. Agreed and I think if you're going to have that true partnership
1: with children you have to get out of the rut of doing a couple things you can't be that wife who's constantly asking for permission. Is it okay if I go to dinner with my friends? Is it okay if I go yes. for a run? Is it yeah. okay? You have that's to a say one. Yeah, you have to yeah. say, babe, I'm going for a run." And the answer to that should be great. "Let me just take a shower really quick and then you do your thing." When you get into a situation where you're asking for permission to do things that you should be able to do because you're asking your husband to watch the child, that's a bad habit bad habit. So I think that when you change your language with your partner, and you change the expectations, and and that's how it is. I mean, like, you know, it's it's not always easy, and sometimes you have to, like, think a little bit about how you phrase things, and I can be a little bit harsh, I will admit it, um, because I'm very sarcastic and very blunt, but I do think you have to be clear and honest with your partner in what the expectations are, and Jason knew from the beginning the expectations were that I wasn't going to be this stay-at-home wife who worked on her computer, and he came home, and there was dinner on the table every night, and I mean, it's not. Right? It's, yeah, right. It's not. Like you know, it's and and he's very good about it. But it's because there's honesty and communication.
0: And, and, of course, that takes a lifetime to, to master. So much going on here. So yeah. I'm going to send it to you next, Kim. But the things I want to just make sure we keep talking about are the per- women asking for permission. Um, yes, yeah, stop. As people stop. pleasers. And it doesn't even have to be yeah. a gender issue. It yeah. might just be right. a people In pleaser. General. Yep. And, and avoiding conflict. The second is this idea that moms don't need help because moms do it so well. Or that they're natural. Or that they, right. that they didn't have to struggle to learn what they learn and find themselves Mm -hmm. in this role of motherhood. But it's also sometimes that that first year that for first time parents is such a monumental time that women sometimes disengage um, from life, which which you, I want you cocooning, but sometimes you disengage from, from the partnership so that you can attach to the baby. And so, and then all of a sudden what happens is mom and baby have figured each other out, but dad's the outsider uh, out. in yeah. that um, dynamic. Yeah. And then the other one is we say we want the help, but nobody does it our way. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And then the idea of like, wouldn't it, well, as Kim said before we had the mic on, wouldn't it be easier if, the, if your partner was just just um, another you you know because then they would know exactly how to make you happy do it exactly the way you want it to be so kim what are you thinking in all so
2: this? the the help thing you just it made me think back so like the first year um mm-hmm. I, remember you told me i'm kind of like an anomaly you're like i'm so laid back especially for a first-time parent i from the get-go was like i want the help i need the help i'll take it from anybody that'll give it to me so my mother-in-law was around a lot thank god for her Um, You know, Jordan had to go back to work two weeks after Oliver was born. And um, I was really grateful for it. Of course, I had a hard time, like watching her do certain things. You know, (laughs) on the inside, I was like, "That's not how I do that." You know, (laughs) but because that letting
0: go is such a whether it's with a mother, a grandmother, a mother-in-law, or or a partner, just anybody, it's huge. Because you want to be so perfect, you want to. It's like somehow, and there's I don't know if that's part of a mother role, a gender issue. This idea that, like, if 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 I if they don't do it my way, we're all failing because I'm not <laughs> the so most true. perfect mother ever I think born. it's a control
1: It's a control thing as yes. a mother. Like, you just, you, whether, no matter how you had the child, whether you birthed the child, adopted the child, had a surrogacy, whatever it is, you are that mama bear. And so you yeah. feel personally right. invested that it's your, you want things your way. So it's, it's, hard. Bi- is it bi- yeah.
0: it's biological or cultural? Uh, mama little, bear control.
1: Probably a little both. I think
2: it's both, too. I don't think it's, it's attached to only, like, one or the other. Um... The first year, though, I definitely did not cocoon myself um, in terms of the control part of it. But I'll tell you what I was afraid of, and it made it hard for me. It was like getting out of the house. I feel like I shut myself in the house too much the first year. And the stuff I did was only on my terms, my way, on my time. And because I was afraid of going out. Tell me. Tell us more. Tell your Nordstrom story. Oh, God. The Nordstrom (laughs) one. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I'm going to go out. By myself for the first time with him, and the doctor told me, "I know you're dying to get out of the house, so if you want to go to the mall and shop, go on a weekday, like first thing in the morning when they open, and like just try to, you know, go to like one place only or whatever." I'm like, "Okay, fine, I'll go to Nordstrom." Went to Nordstrom. Oliver was like seven weeks at this point; he was like shy of, of two months, and um, I get to like check out or whatever, and he slept, but it it was like 20 minutes maybe, and I get to the register. And he starts, he just wakes up, and he was like a screamer. Anytime he woke up, it was like, he's awake, and like, there was never any warning. And so I was, like, sweating the whole time I was there, like, don't wake up, don't wake up. I was like, I kept the, the stroller moving or whatever, and this girl at the register was, like, really young, and she looked so annoyed. I was so nervous. I was trying to take him out, check out. And she had the just like the straightest face oh. and was staring at me like annoyed. Like, are you going to like get your wallet and pay? Are you, like, I don't know. You felt judged mind. and like. I felt yeah. so judged. And he was like inconsolable. And I was like sweating bullets and. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my god, I suck at this right
3: now. Oh, I suck. Because I no. it's not like,
0: oh, this is this is yeah. a tough moment.
3: This is I I'm suck failing. at. Yeah. It. Well, you yeah. also feel like somebody's judging you who like has no place to be judging you, especially if she's young. Yeah, and, and I try to make doesn't a have joke. Kids herself. Yeah, and I try to make yeah. a joke out of it. I felt yeah.
2: awkward, so of course I was looking. I'm like, oh, you know, like babies. <laughs> and oh how yeah, babies even, are. She didn't even no. blink. <laughs> it was like you know, and so I was like, wow, did, did I look like so stupid right now? You know. Um, but anyway, so I had a hard time that first year, and I relied on so Jordan so how long like did it so take much. you
0: to get out again?
2: Uh, <laughs> like like, like actually go, 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 <laughs> like in public, 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 by myself, self, self. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, like month five. Wow. I, wow. So another I was three not good months. in the beginning. I think oh, wow. also my C-section was awful. Like I had a horrible recovery. I, I just had a hard time in the beginning, so I think that had a... Uh, you know, it played a role in it. And I had Jordan, I think that is what helped me let go so much. And I never had an issue with my, you know, trusting Jordan to like, you know, be a good dad or help me out. I had to let it happen because I was in so much pain. And I was like, you know, restricted in so many ways that it just had to happen. And so I was like, you know, what, it has to happen. I have to let it be. And then when I started like, letting him deal with things, letting him deal with bedtime, letting it you know, all that stuff. I was like, okay, it's going to be all right. Everything's fine. You know, he can do it. It's the truth.
3: Yeah, once you let them in and do those things, like I learned that too because I'm very type A in that way and I'm also very chill and laid back. Yeah. But once I let my husband in and he's a phenomenal father and I used to and he, he actually said like what you guys at the beginning like, he said you just have to ask for help and I admit I am I can be very passive aggressive I'd be like well I don't understand why these things are sitting here in the sink he's like well why don't you just say can you please clean the sink while I do this and he's right and I'm like yeah. I, I would just yeah. be passive aggressive instead of actually just saying like right. hey why don't you clean the sink and I'll, I'll do the bath or vice versa okay so, so but you
0: were you could step up
3: to that yeah and I I own it. Like I think I, lots of I think yeah.
0: 50% of us can't.
3: No I own it and I own it's it hard, now with you know. him and like he said it he's like you just have to ask and I'll do it and the truth is he does do it, he will. and That's sometimes good. it does take that prompting. But most of the time now that we have two kids, mm-hmm. it's automatic. He just does it, and like I'm grateful for that. He's not one of those dads that sits sits back and yeah, he works all day. But I yeah. also work. I have two jobs. Like yeah. you know, granted, one's at home, and I'm on a computer. And yeah, he doesn't expect oh, he does not expect dinner because he God knows <laughs> he knows who he married. He comes home and makes dinner. Oh, he's amazing like that. He, so we never had that agreement. That was never happening. But you know, I do. You know. Yeah, I have a job that's flexible, and it's easy, and I pick up the kids, and I'm with them all day, right. and they're my life.
0: Yeah. But when
3: he comes home, like, they're his life, too. And, right, like, he course, drops everything. Like, he doesn't do work right. emails. He doesn't do any of that. Because, yeah. So, and yeah. Don't, don't lose your point. Go ahead. Say what you wanted to say
0: about in response to asking for help in the passive-aggressive.
3: <laughs> mm.
0: Not, okay. Yeah, because, I forgot what
2: I was going to say. Because yeah. what I think I own what it, what the, what <laughs> it comes down like, I own to it. <laughs> is
0: when you said, if we could only marry ourselves, wouldn't that be easier? And what it comes down to is once you get that new habit of, of saying it, communicating in that clear and honest way, right. of, of not going for the passive-aggressive, that realizing that, yeah, these guys really have something to offer yes. or your partner really wants to be involved. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. I was going to tell you about, like, this, you know, saying it. I'm
2: lucky in that Jordan will just do it, and he's always been that way. Again, thank you, Susan Cram, because I swear to God, it yeah. is. Uh, she, my mother in law, is so, she's like type A, yeah. very organized, really regimented. There is a schedule, and if you throw that thing off, it, it's like, no.
0: And so he's, he's learned leader. that. He's from just her. like
2: his mom in terms of like, you do the laundry you fold it a
0: certain way you put it away you, i mean he's very um which is an amazing point is great. mothers of sons yeah. and mother-in-laws of husbands you know of dads come on let's help everybody figure out how to do this in ways that really work in individual families right. rather than in some that's why i feel uh, petty we're not going to speak about it complain yeah. about you know i feel petty yeah. even though it's not petty it's i don't not. feel it's petty, petty at the same time. Time. i mean like which is which <laughs> yeah. is what i like love about what you just said Alana, and and that is that if it's not petty because if we don't start with that clear and honest communication, yeah. if we don't own our stuff, then what happens oh, is we rob everybody yeah. of the option opportunity to step up, step up and really participate. Well, yeah, I mean, and you if can't. you were, if you were married to somebody just like you, your kids don't have the the the, the ability to live in a resilient world mm-hmm. with different personalities, with different people, and you become this locked in, rigid one person team that. that that is, right. that, that well, isn't, yeah. that doesn't have joy. It doesn't have space. It, doesn't it just doesn't makes have parenting identity. a lot
3: more, um, closed. It will make Tight. it closed, but it also makes it more stressful. And, and so I think stressful. like once you have that first kid, listen, everyone thought because I was a teacher that, oh, I knew exactly how to be a parent. I had no idea. I, <laughs> I knew nothing about babies. I knew a lot about four- and five-year-olds. I knew a right. lot about being a pre-K teacher. I knew how to teach your kid how to read. I knew how to teach them, like, basic math skills. I knew all right. that stuff, but I didn't know how to be a parent. And Blaine, he did. He was like, well, you're a teacher. And, like, having oh that first God. kid. And then, honestly, <laughs> it was like a reality check. And he, like, you know what? He stepped up. And he realized. And he, like, because this kid was here. And, like, we, got, we had to... We had to make, you know, we had to raise him in the right, yeah. It's wonderful
0: that he didn't have to defer to the expert know-it-all mom. Yeah, and I, you know? I
3: had to, like, but then again, I had to kind of give up my ways of, my way of doing things. And he said to me, he's like, let me do it my way. And I'm Okay, like, so let's talk about... Um, because that is part of yeah. the mom backing yeah. off. Yeah. Is dad, yeah. It,
0: we have a podcast that was a dad asking me to just have dads at the table and the question was how do you do this without having to defer and ask your wife for permission I every step of the way. I love that you just said that because it's
1: a, what I was going to say is that the whole we we as moms set a precedent in the beginning when we bring that baby home, okay? We are I think many mothers, not everyone, but many mothers, you have that maternal instinct that kicks in the second you become pregnant. You just do. You become that. You have it. When you have the baby, you have this natural inclination to soothe the baby, to do everything to make sure everything is peaceful. When your husband steps in, and I remember in the very, very, very beginning, Jason could not calm her down because she was a baby, wanted her mom, and she lived in my belly for nine she months knew and knew my body and smell. knew me and knew my smells. Yeah. Yeah. And so I could have done one of two things. I could have when he my would get she. flustered and be like, what do I do? I can't settle her down. I could have easily taken her and said, I'll just do it. And a couple times I did do that because I, we, were so, we were tired, we want to go to bed, you just you do what works. But then I started to realize if I keep doing this... If I keep doing it this way, it's always going to fall on me. Yeah. It's oh, and, and not because he's not willing to do it, but it's just going to become a pattern. And I broke that pattern, and I said to him, "You will figure it out." And I said, "There's okay. no, I'm not doing anything different that you can do different. It's just you, you, you. Everyone holds the baby differently. Everyone has different but noises they make." It is is a process. It's, it's a, a process, a dance.
0: right? It's not a but if you don't give dads that thing. chance, yeah.
1: if you don't give dads that chance, and you step in as a mother and you have that moment where you're like, "Forget it, I'll just do it myself. It's easier." Then you're setting the precedent that moving forward, especially the longer you continue it, that the dad is going to be a bystander and not a partner. Okay, so <laughs>
0: let's talk about letting go. Let's talk about the. Per- let's talk about real life moments where you had to check oh my yourself gosh. and letting go. Yeah,
1: I mean, I can't, I can't tell you the exact moment. Many times in that beginning, where you the, I, and I just wrote an article about this. The first two months are awful. The first two months. Anyone who says the first two months of being having a newborn is not horrific is lying or <laughs> on oh, It was
0: the. I mean, it is. It's awful. awful. Yeah, I Four. believe it takes five, like, a year to really yeah.
3: to really become fluid yeah. in this family. I think you have like Dance. those moments of like, oh, this is going well, and then five seconds later, so like, right. Yeah, Something so happens.
1: I remember vividly in the beginning, we took the, did the whole thing taking shifts on the couch because she wasn't in her crib yet, and we were both sleep deprived, and we were both it doing effort. it together. <laughs> But then I know Casey, it's very upsetting. But then, <laughs> when you, there was a couple of nights where I heard her screaming her head off, screaming, and I sat up in my bed, getting ready to get out and just take her to try and rock her to fix it myself, and I had that moment, and I said, you know what?
3: I'm not doing it. I wasn't doing
1: it to be a bitch or to punish him or right, do whatever. I right. said I have to let it go. I have to let go you of have the control. To let them figure I it have out. to. And you know what? I don't put my baby to bed at night. My husband puts her to bed every single night because that is, he comes home from work, he got into the routine, and that is his time. I don't do it unless he's at a work meeting, a dinner, whatever it is, or if I have something to go, because I set that precedent and because we made that, that you know, pattern, I, I don't put my baby to bed. Okay. Um,
0: the, the next question, and I want uh, both of you guys to answer both pieces of this, the letting go and the... Was there a grief or a sadness that it wasn't all f- yours? No. No, <laughs> okay. Okay. Awesome. I think the first so time it time
3: would it have been. Like done. Done. No, 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 no. i
2: never experienced those like guilt feelings or, or whatever. About. I don't know. I mean, I
3: only had guilt when I was pregnant the second time, only because I had guilt yeah. for my child. Of course. But yeah, I mean, no, I didn't know. But
2: for him, yeah. I like couldn't oh, wait for fun. him to get like out of oh. me so I could be like here you go like okay. you do it too i do it together okay. i'll tell yeah. you i'll tell you something that is you know was kind of annoying people on the outside when they find out that your husband gets up in the mm, middle of the night with the baby. They feel so bad What? But you have to go to work? Yeah. So how does... You know, and I'm thinking... Thank you. I'm sorry. Why is it all on me 100%? Yeah. Just because I, you know, I yeah. stay home, you yeah. know, which is great. Mm-hmm. It's also really difficult. I think it's hard to understand what it's like for me unless you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I have to be with this child the whole entire next day Mm -hmm. and on. It's your only relief, and it's it's mentally exhausting. It's like mentally and
3: physically exhausting, right?
2: Right. And so you know, he gets to get up, and you know, not that it's you know luxurious for him. That he, he, you know, he has to go to a job and perform. But like, he gets to do it with adults in a controlled environment. Nobody bothers him. He can away from Break the house. away. Yeah, break away, go eat lunch. Yeah. He can actually eat his lunch from With like two start hands. to finish.
1: With two hands, With two hands.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he can go to the bathroom. He can, you know, if he needs a moment to like, you know, get up from his, you know, office and go take some fresh air and whatever. I can't do
0: those things. I have to be like on on on. Okay. So yes. the pressure of being yes. the all on, yeah. all in this, this, this completely unrealistic mother. Yeah. Um, Why shouldn't my you husband help me in the middle of, of the night? But you had to face, you when had to face work. that judgment. You faced it down and you felt very alone, I'm yeah. sure, yeah. when you were like, yeah, I don't buy that. <laughs> I don't accept that. Don't put that on me. Right, because, right, But we
1: we live in this, you know, we're living in such a progressive world now, but there's still this stigma, and I agree with Kim 100%, that when you're the mom, and if you're not working, you're working from home, that you should basically Everything. be submissive yeah. and let your husband, you know, and we have to stop doing that. Yeah. We have to stop because, again, no matter how this baby was created, you, you're, you did it together. You don't just get to be a dad who creates a baby, adopts a baby, you know, whatever, and then says okay and hands it over it's a partnership so why are we as women so apologetic in not involving our husbands when we did it
3: together from the beginning i think i think a lot of it's like the communication and even it's like before like before casey was born we had a conversation and we talked about it we said listen i i will take on casey at night and you will take on nixon and that was our agreement because if i expect him to get up with two kids like that's not fair and that's not okay and that's not cool and, and when it was just Casey and, I mean, and then and then like you know Nixon because Nixon still does wake up at night right. and you know especially right after Casey was born like we had a little you know a rough patch and Blaine got up every single night with him he'd lay in his bed with him he'd put him back to sleep sometimes he's up three four times a night and he's with him yeah. so I can't expect him to go to a crying baby too that's not fair because he mm-hmm. does have a job mm-hmm. and he is expected to perform I mean he's in right. sales like he is expected to be on like yeah. his money like he can't Right. You can't be tired, and it's so that's an agreement. Understand. That but so that's communication. Here. It is this again, yeah. back, right. to, back to you Rachel's to, initial, yeah.
0: clear and honest. You know this idea that I have needs and they have needs. I have responsibilities. They have responsibilities. Yes. I have self care. They have self care. And the idea of the I think the podcast title was a tricky one to come up with, mm-hmm. but this idea of back off, mom, isn't uh isn't meant as this shouting. You know, but it's this idea oh God, like Santa. if you can create <laughs> this space. I think I'm Oh, she has your phone. <laughs> she she's so she's calling nine one one right she's, now. No. I'm not even getting,
3: She's emergency. Oh God, She's in another f- language. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not even kidding. She went to like French. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: have babies crawling around. We have It's, real, around, life. So we it's have real life. It's real life. This
3: is real life right now, and it's
0: it's awesome. But yeah,
3: I think it's I think it's communication. I think yeah. communication is key. And honestly, I think if you don't mm-hmm. have. A good communication line with your husband, especially with kids, and mm-hmm. the kids are involved. I-, I hate to say it, your marriage is doomed, and like because that's yeah. gonna be, it's gonna kill your marriage. And like I believe that like communication takes work, and maybe because I work with kids and I work in a school setting, like, and I know that that's also important with parents and kids and all that. I think that if you don't have that kind of clear cut, like this is this is what it is, right? And like this is what we're gonna do, we, yeah. Yeah. not you, we. Then
2: and like there's maintaining yeah. it too. Like you, you have can to, agree. Yeah. I, I feel like this is a rut I'm in in my home. Like we agree on stuff, and then all of a sudden, a week later, it goes right back to the old shit, shit that it
3: was before. A hundred percent. And it's if, like, well, no, like no, no, no. And then I get you know. But you have to like continue to work on that communication. Yeah. Continue, right. and that's something that like we're not perfect, but like we like continually are finding ways to make things work and finding ways to fix or tweak the problem that may be occurring.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the idea that if you give up, if you say, it can't, it can't, it can't, I'm tired of the slippery slope. I'm tired of it slipping back to this. There are so many pressures out there. And again, this world is saying, no, no, put it on mom's shoulders. And mm-hmm. dad got a lot of mm-hmm. support out there for those stereotypes that say, no, no, no. Your, your wife doesn't understand. Your wife should be giving you a break no but you should be sleeping all night you know they're going to yeah. get that support out there just as we're going to have people supporting us as we're complaining 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 right but it's a downward spiral that you can't come back from mm-hmm. so yeah. the really hard part is how do i how do i keep how do i stay vested in this right, so that we right. can make it for 20 years well and i think know? if
1: i think if you don't set the expectations and you don't have the clear and honest communication. I think as mothers and as women we deal with so much and we wear so many hats you start to resent your husband yeah. and if yeah. you if that happens and you and you bottle up and you bottle it up because you're like okay I'm just going to go with it but then you don't – when it comes time where you have the, those times to connect with your husband and be with them and be alone, and ha- you don't want it because you're so resentful. And so when, you know, when Jason and I had Sienna, like, we – you know, in the beginning, again, it sucks. You don't – you hate each other because you're not sleeping and you're, like, yelling at each other. You're on edge. But it's so important to, like – make each other happy during those times in terms of fulfilling each other's needs with time management with the baby
0: because you will resent each other and that will lead to no good things. And here's what I love about the three of you at this table is that you are so honest and that it's not some fantasy house no. thing. No. 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 <laughs> that you that you can hate each other and love each yes. other. I'm sorry. It's that really that hard. That shit
2: drives me crazy. People are like, oh my God, I love my husband. I make a cherry pie every day. I'm so <laughs> hashtag blessed. Oh my God, that's <laughs> Again. Jamie and Jack outfits every day, yeah. Oh my God, my kids yeah. never get dirty. But, but you know, and, and we perfect. have to
0: know, and it's <laughs> and it's writing like Rachel blogs and and your podcast, and it's like this that that's the new world that's saying, look, we have to this talk is about not it. Not what life is like. We have this to is, talk about this it. This is all fake. This is all pretend.
1: And I'm sure you've noticed, doing this podcast, I feel like when you open the door to communication and get a group of moms together and you start talking about very honest topics. The floodgates open and people have those me too moments, me too, me too, me too and you, you commiserate together and not in a way where you're bashing husbands or doing anything like that you just relate to each other and you have these connection points and I think for so long... Women didn't talk about it. They just went to the hospital. They had their baby. They came home. They pretended like everything was okay. They didn't talk about postpartum depression. They didn't talk about horrible deliveries. They didn't talk about scary things that happened during pregnancy. Now I think that because the world is being overtaken by really strong, opinionated women who are not afraid
0: to... Talk about to the game all the all the illusions yeah. and all the myths that this, there needs to be transparency again. 100%. There wasn't when my
2: grandmother, like my grandmother and I talk about that and the same thing, like she, she'll tell me, you know, you complain about a lot of things that like none of us mm-hmm. ever complained about. And I'm like, well, is that a bad thing? Are you like, are you saying I complain too much? Or are you just saying you wish you could have complained like this mm-hmm. to your friends mm-hmm. So you didn't feel so alone. And it was different culturally, though. And she she couldn't. She was yeah. like, you know,
1: you just didn't. Yeah, you just did what you yeah. were supposed yeah. to do. Yeah. Listen, my dad was a wonderful dad. Right. Growing up, I had a great childhood, but he did nothing. My mom was yeah. a stay-at-home mom. She did carpool. She did field trips. She did lunches. She did back-to-school shopping. I, my dad never took me to a doctor's appointment, ever. So... That's changing now. I think it's still slow. Like, I still... Yeah. Moms do carry most of the load. But I do think that where there's a dad who's willing to be involved and a mom willing to let him, then
0: magic yeah. happens because you have an amazing... Right. Dads are much more hands-on these oh. days, for sure. I, yeah. and I And I wrote the article on it, and I've said it so often, and the Pew Foundation is really saying that there's a new kind of dad out there mm-hmm. that is sharing decisions from the very, very beginning. But what I know is happening that's so shocking is that dads will know these children from babies, toddlers, Mm -hmm. and preschoolers. You know, that's never happened for a generation of dads. They're going to grow raising children that they know from the inside out mm-hmm. in a way that mothers right. used to. Mm-hmm. And that the power of that for the future is unbelievable.
1: A dad should be able to take his children out to dinner without the mom know what to order them, know what they're know what eat, to order them, right? know what they like. like. But how many times toys do you have a dad who and you I'm sure you listen we all talk about it. We have friends who do it who say I can't I, I don't know what what does she eat? What do I feed her? Her. Listen, it's not your first day on earth. You you know, you you so like it's but but we we as women take it on anyway, and we're like, no, don't worry, I'll take care of it, I'll do all of it. We have to change that. We
0: have to involve the dads. Imagine the freedom you oh get to feel. And again, it goes right to that mental load. Imagine that you can take this burden off of you mm-hmm. and really say, no, no, it's not all mine. So what I think the, the, the so let's go to 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 the rest of you in terms of like how did you let it go? How did you? And what do you now know about them as dads,
3: that that you didn't know before you let it go? Um, well, I can say for Blaine, he really wasn't around babies. I mean, he was around my nieces and nephews, but they weren't really babies. And then they moved, you know. So whatever. Yeah. And he had an older brother, and you know, they're 17 months apart, so there wasn't really any babies. So I know, and I accepted. And he said to me before we had our, before we had Nixon, like, he's like, I know nothing about babies. Babies make me uncomfortable. I will tell you one hundred. He was one hundred, like <laughs> yeah. one hundred, like I. They make me uncomfortable. And I said, you know what? That's fine. I'm not exactly like, oh my god, I love zero to three month olds. I can't wait. <laughs> like, but those people are crazy. Right. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. But there are moms. I know. There I are know, moms, you know right, and there right. are like my dad. My uh-huh. dad, who same as your dad in a sense, but he was a little. He was a lot more involved. He mm-hmm. didn't know like the doctor. He knew that yeah. kind of stuff. But he did travel a lot. He traveled a lot. And I have three older brothers, and there was four kids. He traveled a lot. But he was involved. My dad loves babies, and we think, like, my Blaine joked, can we, like, get him a cot? <laughs> do we want to get him a bedroom in the house? Because he legitimately would probably wake up with a baby. He, he loves it. He watches Casey when I'm here during the week. Like, he loves it. He lives for it. And I think now that he's a grandparent, it's, you know, you can give the kid back. But you know, he loves it. I think that, and Blaine said, listen, I don't, I they don't make me comfortable. And he's like, and that was his first, so obviously. But he was involved in the ways... He could be involved, mm-hmm. and I accepted that, and I don't knock him for it. I actually, I value his honesty, and I, I give him yeah. a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. I think, and with Casey, so big you know, for, from for you too, yeah. I mean, and I do for not to say like, oh, no. oh I'm married to no. a guy. I no, mean, he wasn't he was saying, like saying I don't, don't want to do it. No, he, was he, no like, it. he wasn't saying I don't want to do he it. He, he was, was being he very honest. He was being very honest that they don't make me comfortable, yeah. and with with Casey, he does. He's. Done, I mean, now that he like once they hit like the five six month mark and he, he's he's a lot he's cooler he doesn't mind at all like he's totally fine yeah. like he offers like he's like oh you want to take Nixon to that play date I'll stay mm-hmm. with Casey no it's it's not an issue now. But especially when he was younger, Casey, like you know, he would be like he would do more stuff with Nixon, and I would take care of Casey. But I accept that about him, and mm-hmm. I I still love him, and I don't knock him for it, and I I really do. I respect the honesty mm-hmm. because not because everybody, everybody and loves communication. Yeah. Isn't yeah. just
0: us to them. No, it's us no. listening to yeah. them. yeah. And
3: I listened, and he's yeah. it before we. It was before the first, and he said, "Listen, if it make me uncomfortable." It's like I know nothing about them. And he's like, they're foreign aliens. But I'm I'm on board. Let's do it. Is that funny? <laughs> you know, oh, I'm ah,
2: sorry. I took your draw out, you out did your, did it out it your mouth. It oh, oh, I didn't mean to. What's so wrong it. with you?
3: I
1: was just trying to go like you. Kim just baby. Kim just broke the podcast. Oh. Oh, he's
2: okay. I'm so
3: mean. I'm so mean. No, he's fine. I'm sorry. But yeah, I think it's... I, honestly, I do think it all goes you back to the communication. Me. Like, he was straight up. I respect it. And then, you know what? It's not like he didn't want another kid. He Of course he wanted another right. kid. And did you compartmentalize...
0: How rigid can you, can, do you guys get with, okay, I'll take Casey, you take Nixon, I'll do bedtime, you do bath time, you know, like, do, is it, is is it, is it, um, by a, do you, did you write the rules for it, or are you, yeah, do, I, I mean, or, or, I know,
3: no. I, I own the type A personality, and I know that I, I have routines, and bedtime, I admit I am a very strong believer in sleep and i'm a strong believer in routines and schedules in terms of like you know what like this is their bedtime they need to go to sleep at this time this baby, Casey, like seven o'clock. He's tired. He's done. Mm-hmm. Like he's done. So yeah, at six o'clock or six ten every night, he eats. He takes his bath. He has his bottle. He goes to sleep. And there's a, and there's a routine for it. And I own my routine. And it works. And the same thing with Nixon. Nixon, it's a little more loose now. He's you know three. Sometimes like on a Friday night, he stays up till eight eight thirty. Whatever. I'm yeah. not really worried about Nixon. Like you know, he has his own stuff. But like I think. At this age, yeah, I definitely have to. And Blaine sometimes says to me like, like chill. Like he can go to sleep at like seven fifteen, seven thirty. Like <laughs> no matter how much you like know yeah, of, there's yeah, gonna be. A but I, And, I, don't I, and he's right. Off. I I and I he's right. Once again, he's right. Like and he's like that's why it always goes back. Let him do it his way. Like it's like let me just do it my way. Yeah. Like stop. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I know that I sometimes have to relinquish the control, but. I think it's like you said, it's a word that that mama bear instinct just mm-hmm. kicks in and you want to do it your way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, forget lost. it, I'll just do it my yeah, way. Yeah, I say that all the time. <laughs> You're like, like, I don't want to do it That's when the passive aggressive comments bad. come out. Yeah. I'm like, ah, I'll just do it my yeah. way. Yeah. And he's like, well, he like,
0: and he wants. he's like, your way sucks sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> um, I, but how great that he can say that out loud to oh, you. Oh, but like, we're sick. Because so, that's like, the truth. Yeah. It's yeah. like, and we all, you know, anybody that you know is trying to be a partnership on anything sometimes you have to call
3: yeah, the other person and I think and go, that's no, why no, we no, work so well because yeah. we really do call and like sometimes I'll say like why are you doing it that way like that's silly let me tell, tell you something I, <laughs> <Bye-bye>. <laughs> I feel like parenthood brings out the passive aggressiveness in you, even if you didn't have it <laughs> yeah. before and like the
2: pettiness like I get real petty sometimes like, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I'm really so petty. not like that with and friends right there's not your friends so, you see your friends so you're like oh I love close, you I'm so it's happy. Uh,
3: intimate and it's so wrong yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you have kids right. and they make it like 10 trillion times more intense yeah it's so true yeah. I think when a dad succeeds at something
1: routine wise with the baby it They have this confidence like, I think Jason thinks it's the greatest thing where there are nights where if he has something late and I have to put her to bed and she doesn't go to bed right away, he's like, you're doing it wrong. Like, I think, <laughs> I think he gets, and I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm good with that. They I think he takes such it. satisfaction yeah, yeah, yeah. because I'm always, you know, up his ass like saying, do it this way, do it this way, do it this way. So when I can't do something with her the same way he does it and it doesn't work the same way, I think, and as he should, yeah. get major satisfaction because he has crafted a routine with right. our child that is his way, the way he did it, and he gets
3: to tell me I'm doing something wrong, which does not happen a lot. I, get, I get that all the time with Nixon. And Blank, that's that's what it's yeah, yeah. He does not I mean, like he has his way, and Nixon likes his way uh-huh. way better than my way a yep. lot of times. Yeah. Like, Again, and that's a big step. And he calms him down you easier. Too. Like he does. He like I. I think we were talking about the other day. Like yeah. he, I, Nixon, it's time to go to bed. No, no. And then Nick Blaine literally just came <laughs> over, picked yeah. him up, and goes, "Oh, look what I'm making for dinner. Yeah. Do you want to help stir the pot?" Like do you? I would have been like, "Let's get in bed now. Let's go. Like I'm gonna drag you by your feet. Let's like, go." There it is.
0: Motherhood can be so much a part of a woman's identity yeah, that yeah. it's like you just, I, to, you, that yeah. no one wants to say you do it better than me. Mm-hmm. And the minute you can say that it gives mm-hmm. them success mastery confidence and it gives you freedom of not having to carry the exactly
1: burden. you're exactly right how awesome it is it to know that you can have dinner with your girlfriends go get your nails done go for a run do yeah. all those things and know that you're not leaving a child with a man who's like a blubbering idiot and can't <laughs> figure out. no i'm serious like yeah. that feels really good as a mother and as a woman knowing you know what like i can leave with Total confidence, knowing that everything's going to be fine, and I'm not going to
0: come back to a husband who's like, "I can't believe you left me," and uh, you know, like it's <laughs> or or a, a, after the first five times mm-hmm. they're not calling, you oh, know, for you to rescue Where are you? She wants you. It. She, I can't and, do it. And yeah. yeah, right up, straight up, right here. Anybody, yeah. any dads listening, don't do that anymore. Yeah, don't do you that. Know, just
2: don't. Yeah, do no, that. it's Mom, to on, to It's so on. annoying. It's and so annoying. then he quit because I finally went off on him so hard. I can't remember. Oh, it was my very first girls' trip since I had Oliver. And we did it, when I say trip, I mean local. We stayed local because three of the four of us had kids that same year together. And it was our first time like away for a weekend without the kids. And we were in Delray. The first night, he started texting me at like 8.30. He won't go to sleep. And I was like... I was already, I was like deep in my drinks too, so I was like, "Your buzz killing my buzz right now." And so I was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." I try to be like sympathetic, and they're like, "Oh yeah, he just did it." Like he just wouldn't stop, and I'm like, "Try this, try that," and then finally I said, "Stop." fucking texting me I'm <laughs> out of town but can't say it any more than that I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it and then I was like I apologize later I'm like sorry you know like I'm trying you know I was, I was already little, like yeah. worried enough <laughs> leaving him for the first time for a whole weekend mm-hmm. that didn't help me and I felt guilty. But then by night,
0: too, he did not
1: do it again.
2: And you know After what? That, it's a hard it process
0: to go through mm-hmm. for both sides. Yeah. But you have, sometimes you do have to go through that. Yeah.
1: And, and you, I think we all have those moments. I think we have those moments. And I remember having one with Jason where we were sitting in the living room. And he was getting, you know, he's so good with her. But, like, he almost got into the habit where if I was around, it was understood that I was going to hold her. Exactly. I was going to take her. Exactly. Even if we were sitting on the couch. And I remember looking at him one day going, Listen. Stop asking me to take the baby. If we're both sitting here, there's no reason you can't hold her and I wasn't being mean. I was being, okay. I, I just needed to, and from now like not, it that helped. never happens. It, it doesn't yeah. happen ever. Like yeah. he'll hand her to me if, if he's holding her and has to do something, but like he's so good about not the expectation not being on me to constantly do it. But again, it it's takes a
0: retraining and a reteaching correct. and a reimagining correct. for yeah. all of us. Mm-hmm. Before we get to the wrap up, I want to take one little pause for the listeners out there and what I want to say is Everybody, just take a second and think about those three things, five things, ten things that dad really can do better than you That and really allow it to happen so that you don't have to carry this burden and, and that you can accept the fact that you're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. So everybody, you guys don't have to do this. But everybody out there listening, just breathe it. The dad does things better than us sometimes, and it's a lucky gift. And now I wrap up which is, how have you got this? How have you redefined, reimagined moms and dads' roles in your households um, so that you know you've got this for right here, right now?
2: Kim. So I basically, um, like Rachel has said, you did it together. Mm-hmm. So it's your child jointly. It's not my child or your child, it's ours. Um, so there should be a shared responsibility. It should come naturally, in my opinion, in most ways. And in some ways, you have to work on it. Um, but I'm happy to give him the responsibility. I like it because it gives me breathing room. It gives me a break. It, it allows me to, like, be Still be a, the person. Right. Like, be me, be myself, have time for myself. Um, you know, I, I still... You know, it's a struggle because there are days where I am like, I hate when you do that. I you don't know, like the <laughs> way you do that. You know, but I try not to say it. And then other days I say it all day to him. And, you know, he'll say, you know, you've been bashing me all day. Or, you know, you've been on my ass all day. And I'm like, well... Because X, Y, and Z. And then I'm like, see, I'm doing it all over again. Like, now I'm telling you again why I've been bitching all day. Yeah. So I think also a big part of it is the way that you are taking care of yourself. Because I find days when I eat extra crappy mm-hmm. or I don't get outside mm-hmm. or, you know, I'm a lot more quick to, you know, criticize. Like, you know, be critical or whatever. So, Absolutely. I think Absolutely. that's basically what it
3: is, is you have to just, you have to let go. That's all there is to so. it. No, I totally him. agree with that. I am, as you guys, I'm a huge believer in self-care. I'm a huge believer in going out. I I leave all the time. Like, I'm going to Guatemala next month. For, you know yeah. what I mean? It wasn't even like, it's. granted, it's my best friend, and Blaine knows that. But it was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm leaving the country. Like, you're cool. Like, you're going to handle this. We're good. I mean, I yeah. think it's allowing yourself to do that. And it's back to, you don't have to ask permission. You're a grown woman. Like, he's a grown man. You have kids. You did this together. Like, you could just kind of have to expect these things in life but I think allowing yourself to have that time and you know like I said you know just constantly like just tweaking your communication and working and talking and just because it works in the month of October it doesn't mean it's going to work in the month of November and December it might be the complete opposite so I think you constantly as parents you have to accommodate to your children and accommodate to their needs and their development. And, like, I'm a huge believer in, like, especially, like, babies and toddlers and three or whatever. And, like, there are so many big feelings and emotions going on so and many. changes. And it's true. Like, they're not robots. Like, they are human beings. They're individuals. And we have to constantly accommodate to that. And I think that as parents, especially, you know, I can speak for me and Blaine, we are learning that, and it's a con- it's a journey. It doesn't matter that I'm a teacher. It doesn't matter that I have my masters in it. Like yeah. it means all that education. It, it's out the door. Forget it. It's about like knowing your children and just like going on the roller coaster ride and saying, "All right, like you're having a rough month. Like we got to accommodate." So I think it's just that constant accommodation and tweaking and just accepting the fact yeah. that they are tiny crazy human beings, and they can be tyrants, and they can be (laughs) psychos, and they can be all these things, but at the end of the day, we were once there too, Correct. and I cry all the time, and I'm 31 years old, like, so (laughs) it's okay that my three-year-old is crying and throwing a temper tantrum and kicking his legs on the floor, and I have to accept that about him right Right. now. Flexibility. Yeah, I think it's flexibility, and, like, I know, and, like, everyone keeps, oh, you should know better, you should, but, (laughs) yeah, I should know better, but I also... Right. it's my kid and like i have to and i like take on so much of it on myself they are all their own individual yeah. personalities and that's what, you, can't,
2: you can teach a room of 100 children and, and no no that's, you what have their own. So like, that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying people like, do people think about
3: that people sometimes. don't think about so yeah. that and i think yeah. we like i said it's just con- you have to accept that we handle things like and cry and do this imagine it for their little brains exactly. yeah. and imagine how big it is for them and like it's the truth it's big big emotions and i like, can i it's Heather Ross. <laughs> yes. she like, Miss Heather in room 12, all, constantly in the back of my head, like, just imagine how big it is for them. And it's it's the truth. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you have kids or you're a teacher. It's all real. Right. It's so, it. it's so real. Wisdom.
1: Um, I've got this because I know that even though no marriage is perfect and we all have shit, um, Jason and I are 100% in it together and are honest with each other. And I think as long as we continue to do that, It will, you know, life will go on. We'll keep on trucking. It'll be fine, and we'll figure it all out as we go along. But I also am surrounded by an arsenal of women who are like-minded. And even though we all have different relationships and everyone's is not the same in terms of the load and what husbands and wives do, I think we all share similar values and I, so I don't feel so alone in being the only one whose husband's putting the kid to bed and whose husband's involved and you know it would be yeah. much harder if I was surrounded by women who were still living in that pretending yeah.
0: and, and so let me close with a shout out to Wine and Cheez-Its um, it's wine <laughs> W-H-I-N-E w- and spelled out Cheez-Its, Cheez-Its. Dot com And the reason being that it's really easy, I think, sometimes to listen to a podcast and go, yeah, but that's not my life. Yeah, but they have something that I don't have, and they've got some magic that I can't get. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line is, no. No, it's, it's I the have the no connecting. magic. Definitely it's the not connecting, true. and it's the commitment, yeah. and it's like surrounding yourself yeah. by people that support you on your journey. Thanks, mm-hmm. moms. Thank you. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me seeing little people learn and grow, listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey, loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules, you write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too. So if you had a great time today, please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook, That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to The Front and the Follow for the song listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.